Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In The Know, a dispatch-powered podcast where we dive into everything that is customer-focused and customer-driven. I'm Todd Stewart, and I think out of all the episodes we've had so far, this one will be the most enterprise-focused. Today, we discuss why lead management for OEMs, which stands for Original Equipment Manufacturers, is so behind on the times, and how the IoT, which is otherwise known as the Internet of Things, is influencing the way they need to change. This episode features one of the most seasoned enterprise vets that I've ever met, and I promise that you most likely will feel the same. Say hello to Alex Boletsky. You can say hi to him on the Twitter at abeleski, that is A-B-E-L-E-T-S-K-Y, or reach out to him via email at alex at dispatch.me. So Alex is our co-founder and COO and has quite an impressive resume. So real quickly, instead of going over every detail of his life, I'm just going to mention the high-level positions. In 1997, Alex was the CIO of the Phoenix Corporate Services, then the Sentry Partner Manager at Microsoft, a CIO consultant at GenPower, the CEO of Sentry, the Senior Director of North America at Polycom, and then a early-stage investor. Alex is frequently invited to speak at industry events and has led unified communications and collaboration sessions at numerous Microsoft-sponsored CIO events. So should I keep going? Yeah, you betcha. Through his direct leadership, Sentry achieved the highest accolades from customers and Microsoft and was the partner of the year in its region for three years in a row and East Coast partner of the year in 2012. That focus and commitment to thought leadership and execution excellence was the reason why Sentry was acquired by Polycom in 2013, where Alex led the Advanced Service Professional Service Group of North America. Now Alex is the COO and co-founder here at Dispatch. So as you can see, Alex is the perfect guy to talk to about the IoT, lead management, and OEMs. So let's get this interview rolling. Grab a pen, grab a paper. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed chatting with today's guest, Alex Boletsky. Perfect. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Welcome. Welcome. Well, um, well, we were sitting in this exact room probably about a month ago and we were spilling out a bunch of ideas and it was more idea generation um, for enterprise content. And I was, needless to say, I was blown away by what you threw on the table. And now I'm, I'm very excited because we are able to now dive deep into one of those ideas that you brought up. And today um, we are going to be discussing three main things. So first we're gonna talk about why lead management in the OEM space is lagging and lagging big time. Number two, what this means for enterprise brands. And then finally, we're going to talk about the IoT and essentially what role the IoT plays in this entire equation in the OEM space. So I'd like to first start off the discussion with if you can define what is lead management, just so we're all on the same page, what are OEMs and what is the IoT? Sure. Um... So uh, lead management is, is what it sounds like. How do you uh, connect consumers to um, uh, the service providers or resources that they need to buy something, install something, repair something, right? So all uh, manufacturers, which we're calling OEMs, 
have a way to distribute the product. They have a way to uh, connect consumers with service providers or retailers. Uh, and um, uh, uh, they want to provide good services to, to the consumer because in the end, that's why they build the products. Uh, IoT or the Internet of Things um, is a relatively new concept when you, when you consider the timeline. Uh, we've been talking about it uh, for a long time, but it's just coming into fruition. So companies uh, for a long time have used sensors inside their equipment to say, hey, is this running well? Is this not running well? That's been done for a very, very long time. Uh, but when we're talking about the Internet of Things, it, it's connecting those signals and that information to other devices and people uh, or other devices to control those environments. So uh, the best example of um, uh, how IoT is impacting, let's say, the HVAC space is, well, I install a furnace or boiler or an AC unit uh, someplace, and there's a thermostat that controls it. The thermostat, uh, uh, before talk to an electrical wire, and you had to come up and turn the dial if you wanted to increase it or decrease it. When you put IoT into the mix, you say, well, now I can control that uh, thermostat not just by coming up to it and turning a dial, I can control it from my phone. Or another device can control my thermostat, like my uh, 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 GPS coordinates. So uh, when I uh, pull up close to uh, my house or when I say I'm on my way home, the thermostat automatically goes up. Well, it's not me telling it to do anything. It's my actions that are telling it to do something. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I, I think one of the best examples that I've heard in that is that actually one of my friends, he was a huge New Jersey Devils fan. And he wanted every light in his house, so he had Philips Hue lights, and he wanted every light to turn red whenever the devil scored. So all of a sudden, he'd be sitting having dinner, and the lights would start flickering and, and turn red, and he knew his team was up yeah. or scored. Yeah, it's amazing what you can do. They have little kits for children to teach them how to program IoT right now, and you can build your own sense. It's, it's amazing what's going on in the space. So OEMs, they're some of the largest companies in the world. They are behind the times when it comes to lead management. It seems like something that they should probably be up on, uh, something they should be ahead of the curve on. Why are they behind the times? Yeah. So uh, when you think about manufacturing in general, it hasn't really changed since the industrial revolution, right? So there have always been companies that manufacture a product. And then uh, they would create these contracts with distributors to distribute their product because uh, companies in the United States around the world decided to specialize in various segments. Uh, so what's been happening is, is that that hasn't changed. So a, a, a manufacturer, uh, again, let's go back to the HVAC example. They do a great job of building things. They hire a distributor to distribute their product to dealers who then service, install uh, those products. Those dealers are not dedicated, meaning that uh, that dealer who, de who deploys um, uh, a Ream product can also be deploying Goodman and Train and, and anything else out there. And that dealer is the only entity which has a relationship with a consumer. So oftentimes the manufacturer doesn't know where their product is being installed, uh, who the consumer is in the end, and, and, and they're thirsty for that information. So when you bring that back to lead management, if they have a website that says, hey, here's a list of dealers based on your zip code who can do this work, the consumer goes onto that website, takes the phone number or email address from the dealer, and then what happens? Nobody knows. 
right? So black abyss. It's it's an abyss, right? So and uh, with manufacturers because they're now uh, they now want to deploy more technology out uh, to the consumer themselves, like an application for the mobile phone to control how this device works. They got to solve this problem. They've never had to do it before, right? They've never had to worry about. The, the final user interacting with their own software because in the past it was all hardware. You go in there, you install it, and as long as it works and it didn't break down, the manufacturer never heard from the consumer again. So that paints a pretty good picture of this problem, but these companies, they have significant marketing and process improvement budgets. So what did they do to put themselves in this predicament in the first place? So. Uh, they didn't do anything. They, they got swept behind the technology wave that they just didn't anticipate. Uh, it takes a long time for a multinational organization to change its process and how it does business. Uh, when you come to think about it, uh, smartphones have only been around since maybe 2005. That, that's 12 years ago, right? And more and more applications have been written. It's the first uh, universal um, device that the consumers have access to that they're starting to run their lives on. So. Uh, it's just been difficult for them to solve this problem because they're dealing with third-party service providers. And all software that's written uh, for uh, optimizing marketing or optimizing uh, back office operations hasn't been written for that. Uh, it's been written to optimize your own internal processes, but to bring in and incorporate information from these third-party service providers, dealers, uh, who are part of your network that service the consumers, there just hasn't been anything out there. So everybody's been trying different solutions. And it's not until Dispatch came onto the scene where an actual off-the-shelf solution was available that you could plug in and start to solve this problem. Besides Dispatch, what else are companies doing to get up to speed faster? So most companies uh, are, are doing what they can uh, and they're doing uh, reactive type of solutions. Uh, so they'll provide incentives through warranties or rebates to get the consumer to register their product, right? So they're, they're bypassing the dealer, the service provider altogether uh, to, get, to get more information about the consumer. Uh, they're also running promotions and uh, to the third-party service providers and saying, hey, if you register your consumers and we find out what's, what's going on, uh, then uh, we'll get the information. But it's all passive manual processes to try and get uh, information about who's actually using the product. And what we're trying to do and what the industry needs to do is just flip it completely. So you need to find out who the consumer is as part of the purchasing process. Because if the goal is for you to communicate with the consumer better, uh, and you have an application that you actually want them to use, uh, why not get them to download that application uh, when they're buying your product and then manage their installation and service process, create a smart experience right from the get-go. That, uh, that uh, benefits the dealer or the service provider uh, because they'll get better information. And now the, the factory, the OEM, is actually in the middle uh, of the whole experience and can protect their brand. Because right now, when there's an abyss, you don't know what's going on. When the lead came from your company, did your product uh, was the one that sold or were the dealer or the service provider told you that, no, uh, it didn't result in the sale if they actually reported to you? How do you know that they just didn't sell them something else, something cheaper, uh, just to, to get that deal? You know, we, we need to shine a light on the process. When you shine a light, uh, you can actually manage the process. Is this new process working? We, we're getting incredible insights into um, 
the effectiveness. We, we're, we've been seeing that the consumer satisfaction goes up uh, uh, by uh, more than 40% as part of this process. Because when you think about what are the consumers uh, reflecting when they're looking to see how they're doing business with you. Uh, when you get a car, I have an app. When I when I uh, go and do a, uh, and reserve a restaurant, I have an app. If I need to complain about something, I have an app, right? So when you're there's an app for that. There's an app for that, right? Uh, and when you're going old school and you can provide the best possible experience, your product is installed, it works perfectly, everything else, but you're still not going to meet the consumer expectation because you're not letting the consumer control their own process. And there are two distinct things to a modern consumer experience that every company, every manufacturer needs to be able to do. You need to put the consumer in the middle of the process versus just an informed party, which means they need to be able to schedule, they need to be able to communicate or message, they need to be able to pay, they need to be able to rate uh, and be in charge of that process. Now, we're not taking away the phone. They can always call you. You should always let the consumers interact with you the way they want to interact. But part of that process but the, part of the way they want to interact with you is using technology and not a phone or an email. So I'd, I'd like to move on to the IoT, but I do have one other question for that. Where do you think along the timeline of, of business and especially in, in the OEM space, where do you think that all of a sudden that mindset changed and said, we need to put the customer in the middle? Well, everybody's been talking about putting the customer first since the early 80s, right? It's, uh, uh, which is not necessarily the, the, the right thing to do because customers don't always know what they want. Uh, it started out with call centers. Everybody started implementing call centers and reducing wait times and, and all of that, all those components. But the true revolution in, in terms of defining the current modern consumer experience didn't start until about 2012. So it wasn't that long ago. So com uh, and it takes a long time for companies to typically adjust to these kinds of changes, especially when technology is involved and anybody who's deployed any kind of systems internally knows you can't just snap your fingers and change, especially when you're dealing with third parties. And hence to your previous answer of why these companies are sometimes lagging. Correct. Uh, but now there are solutions for it and uh, we're solving these problems uh, in a uh, uh, matter of months. We, we can't wait two years to do a full redeployment of things before we roll something out because the uh, consumer expectations, applications, and their experiences are changing so fast that you have to roll things out in months and then use data to adjust to those experiences versus saying, hey, we're going to launch a three-year initiative to redeploy our order management systems or CRM systems, and only after we're done, we're going to improve consumer experiences. Because then you'll have to wait another three years because things have changed by the time you're ready. So where does the IoT fall into this? So IoT is just interesting because um, uh, manufacturers now want to communicate to the consumers in a more real-time manner. Uh, if you can connect to the consumer because you're providing a product that they use every single day, that's a communication channel between you and the consumer. So manufacturers have never had more incentive to get their applications in the hands of consumers to control the devices they're trying to sell or the ecosystem that they belong to, but they don't have a mechanism to do that. Uh, anybody who's tried to get consumers to download a mobile application to do anything knows how expensive that is to, to get them to do 
uh, anything uh, that they don't think about themselves is very difficult. But they, when they're thinking about buying a product for a part of lead management process, and you can show them that you can interact with them in a smart way using technology to manage their experience even during the lead process, which then leads them to download your application to manage their experience during the installation process that completely shortcuts that area. And the, the manufacturers who are best at getting consumers to use their product in that way are going to be the, the manufacturers are going to be successful in, in selling the next product and any adjacent product that they have uh, within their ecosystem. So, so what are the top two, three benefits to an OEM? So um, number one, uh, you, you get to understand what the consumer experiencing during the sales process because you don't know. Uh, you're, you have uh, third-party service providers. Uh, we have one um, manufacturer we're dealing with who's got 8,000 independent, non-dedicated dealers, which means they sell their products and their competitors' products. Uh, and how do you know what, what the consumer has experienced? Maybe uh, the, the sale didn't result because the service provider who came in thought they did a great job. They scuffed somebody's carpet. They left, and the consumer is, is very upset, and they're going to go on social media to do it. Well, if you have a connected process, a smart consumer experience process, we can let you know that that occurred within seconds of it, uh, of it happening. And you as the brand can now um, uh, mitigate that and uh, uh, assist the consumer to deal with that complaint. And if the consumer believes that you're paying attention, that you're listening, and not just two weeks afterwards when you may have sent them the survey, then their net promoter score for your brand becomes that much more because they believe the brand cares, they believe, they believe um, uh, uh, that you're paying attention, that you're concerned about the experience versus uh, uh, Joe, the sales guy that showed up to, to their door and, and, and left, who doesn't even work for you. So for enterprise brands, they can protect their brand, essentially like galvanize it. That's, that's the, the double benefit. Not only are you getting more information, not only are you, are you uh, uh, optimizing your process and consumer experiences, but you're in control of brand messaging and brand experience. Without that, you can't do it. To wrap things up, uh, when customer-facing IoT is fully adopted in the OEM space, what will this mean for customer engagement and support? So that's a little bit of a black hole, right? Uh, to a certain extent, there's a lot of people have a lot of opinions about what that happens. But think about uh, the current experience. And let's go back to HVAC because we've been consistently using it uh, throughout this uh, um, uh, interview. Uh, traditionally, who's been in installing HVAC systems? It's uh, uh, companies who understand hardware. They understand uh, electricians who wire the systems to make them work. But when you're talking about IoT, you're talking about software. And is that HVAC technician the right person to train or teach your customer how to uh, best use their mobile application? A lot of times, that technician that goes on site doesn't even have a mobile phone. They still have flip phones out there. And that's OK, right? But is that the person you want teaching? If a problem occurs, uh, is, the, is the consumer going to think that it's because your product isn't working right? Or is it the problem with their Wi-Fi or their internet connection, which has nothing to do with you? So uh, manufacturers are now starting to think about uh, a, a different model. 
Uh, how do you service all the needs of a consumer? You have to expand your network. So you have to use even more third-party service providers. And at the same time, you have to bulk up your, your uh, contact centers. You can't even call them call centers anymore because consumers want to chat with you. and things. Like that. So you need to change the experience all the way down to supporting them on that mobile application, which they've never had to do before. Well, Alex, this was a very enjoyable conversation. Uh, I think this is going to be one of many that we have in the future. Thanks for coming. Thank you. If you want to learn more about lead management, head over to the Dispatch blog. That is blog.dispatch.me. Or you can give Alex a shout. Remember to subscribe to In The Know on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And as always, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next episode.